All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Detour Podcast, where we talk about all things related to the topic of unconventional success and upcomings. I'm your host, Gary Fan, a community college alumni with aspirations of becoming a world-changing business owner. This episode marks episode three within the first season of the podcast, and today I'm proud to present a very special guest, an international student, a former art history honors classmate of mine and a dear friend of mine as well, Ami Suzui. (laughs) Hi, yeah, I'm so happy to be able to special guest, I guess, on this podcast. So uh, nice meeting (laughs) you guys on the podcast listeners. All right. So should I uh, just like introduce myself? Yeah. So tell me a bit about yourself and um, or the viewers a little bit about yourself and what you're studying in. All right. Okay. So obviously, you know my name. My name's Ami and I was born in the States, but I'm uh, I'm Japanese, but I I grew up in mainly in the States, but then I kept going back and forth from Japan to the U.S. And for college, I just decided to come to the States um, and, um, yeah, study in the States. But my parents are now currently in Japan. So, um, and also I'm studying in communication studies. And my dream of mine to, is to become an event coordinator um, because I've always loved to manage um, stuff. But... That's like a very broad description of yeah. myself. Uh, I don't know what else to mention. <laughs> no, that, that was great. That okay, was great. Um, yeah, so I remember we talked a lot about uh, your journey here to like California yes. and stuff. And it's been like a long ride from, for you, at least like yeah. transitioning here and there. So mm-hmm. how was that leap from like going from school to school and then jumping all the way over to California by yourself? Because I know that's very unconventional you know you don't see a typical community college student Mm -hmm. take that route that you have so you're very unique in that respect all right okay so mainly um in terms of like i guess there's international students you know Mm -hmm. at community college but one thing that made my situation a little different was the fact that i was an actual u.s citizen Mm -hmm. so i couldn't be considered fully international students i'm not even considered an international student yeah but the path that i went through is very similar to an international student Mm -hmm. so taking that big leap was definitely um a little different compared to some other students that might want to study abroad just Mm -hmm. because i didn't have much of a a lot of times i would call the like school and Mm -hmm. they would be like oh you're like you're like a very rare um i guess like situation yeah we can't help you with that and it's like no one could have no one could really help except for like just kind of go with the flow Mm -hmm. but um that was so that was a little bit hard um and in terms of like adjusting to school do you mean like school as in college or like in general Mm. let's let's do in general and then you can specify into like community college okay so um to go into depth about my school history Mm -hmm. i Basically, like I said, I kept going back and forth from Japan to the States, but mm-hmm. I basically had my whole, mainly, my whole entire childhood in the States, but then for high school, I went to a Japanese high school. So mm-hmm. um, there was definitely, the education system is different there, um, yeah. the culture is different there, so it was, it was, if anything, it was more hard for me to adjust to the Japanese school mm-hmm. rather than the American you know, school that I 
had to go to. So yeah. um, I think that was my grades are really bad in high school because <laughs> I knew Japanese. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I can speak Japanese. I can write Japanese. Um, you know, I have some level enough to be able to read, write and speak. But yeah. I just had didn't have enough for high school level Japanese students, which yeah. a lot of my classmates were already, you know, very much well in those category they they could speak english and japanese perfectly well so i felt very inferior next to them yeah like everyone's like now i I talk to people and they're like oh you can speak perfect english Mm. and japanese like that's so cool but to me i just kind of grew up with people like that and if anything i wasn't even that good Mm -hmm. so i think i had very low self-esteem in terms Mm -hmm. of like speaking japanese and speaking english but you know working on that i'm very much more confident and mm-hmm. my bilingualness. Yeah. So I think in terms of like when you go to a different school and mm-hmm. you learn a different language, you have like that uh, kind of like low self-esteem thing yeah. you're going to go through where you compare yourself with like other people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I they can do this. What makes me so special? Even yeah. though it's already, you know, pretty interesting enough that you can talk fluently in like multiple languages. Yeah. But that's kind of how it was for me in high school um and uh for college i think because i had the prior experience of like living in the states mm-hmm. i definitely didn't have much problem living yeah. you know here yeah um, especially by myself although coming to california was my first time because the previous years of living in the states it wasn't in california it was actually in tennessee um so very different culture from california mm-hmm. um anything i'm very surprised about like everything the grocery stores they have japanese grocery stores there's a lot of there's a big asian community which i didn't have in tennessee um and it's just uh, just like a flight away like it's so close which is like crazy to think because when i lived in tennessee it was like more than a 20 hour plane ride that's crazy yeah now it's like only nine hours wow very easy to get to california and back to japan so yeah but um so yeah in college i was definitely much it was just definitely easier mm-hmm. compared to like maybe international students who come to the states for the first time because yeah. they have language barriers cultural differences um although one thing i will say is maybe living by yourself is probably was like a big thing for me yeah now it's been two years i'm pretty i'm pretty good yeah. you know but yeah that's kind of that's kind of how yeah yeah i was just gonna ask about um living by yourself and taking that leap over like how how did that feel like i know that with your experiences coming back and forth from like tennessee and japan you know like you had your parents then and how was that feeling when you first knew that or when you first enrolled in those classes for occ which you're currently attending right now right Mm -hmm. like how how is that feeling knowing that okay i'm committed to this like path of going to California, going to community college, and I'm doing it alone. Well, it was, was, was really scary. Because, like, I didn't have a car. I didn't yeah. have, like, you know, I had, like, I, yeah, having no car was, like, the <laughs> big, biggest yeah. thing. Especially because California, you need, oh, especially SoCal. I think yeah, you yeah, need I think so Maybe if you go to, like, San Francisco, you don't need it. But yeah. um, around here, I think you need a car. And the first year... I didn't have a car at all, so I would take the bus or Uber everywhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Ooh. it's so scary. Like going to going to like a fifteen minute away school mm-hmm. it took me like a good hour. Yeah. Just 
because there's waiting time and mm. you know everything so um that was definitely and now i have my license and yeah. i'm driving around on the freeway which is very <laughs> scary i think california freeways are very scary yeah but now i'm doing that and i feel very independent mm -hmm. so um it is definitely scary though because you don't have anyone who cooks for you you don't have anyone who's gonna be there to help you whenever you have like some problem yeah and living situation was very very difficult because when i i mean um the very first house that i lived in was a homestay which is basically if you don't know what a homestay is it's when you live with someone else who's a, a host yeah and you just kind of live under their roof mm -hmm. so i had a very bad homestay like a very beginning mm -hmm. i now moved out so i'm good but it was so bad like I like I had to move out in the middle of the night yeah. because well, I had to pack in the middle of the night and then move out the next morning with wow. my roommate because yeah. my host was just so bad. She yeah. was she was just in such a bad condition that yeah. it, we felt really threatened to stay. And yeah. I had no one else to really talk to because like my parents can't help me with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell my parents, but they just they can't do anything about yeah. it. And that that would only make them kind of worry. worry. Yeah. yeah. So. That was very hard. Um, housing, what else? Like, um, oh yeah, another thing is like in terms of like transferring some school, um, I'm considered a California resident, but yeah. because my parents don't live here in the States, mm -hmm. I have to go through this whole process oh, of residency, especially for like certain colleges. They have like much more strict requirements. Yeah. So I can't get that in-state tuition, mm -hmm. even though I'm a resident. Um, wow. I mean, like, I voted, I have my vehicle registration, yeah. you know, I have everything signed up, but because I haven't worked, which I just recently got a job, but, but Congrats. because I didn't have a job, because I didn't have a car, how would I get a job, you know, yeah, you know, true, so true, that, true. like, um, since I didn't have a job, I didn't, ha like, pay taxes, and because my parents didn't pay taxes, mm -hmm. I have to show proof that I, ha like, I pay for all the income. Like, yeah. I, not I pay for all. I have all the income and I pay yeah. for myself, which is kind of impossible to do when yeah. school is making you pay maybe like five times the yeah. actual price when you're an international student. Yeah. That was really, and that I still have problems with that, which I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. But it's very annoying when I'm not an international student, I'm considered an American citizen, yet mm -hmm. I have to pay the same fee as an international student. And yeah. there's no way for me to get out of that because my parents aren't here, even though I've been here. Yeah. So that was been, that's a very annoying part, which I don't know, maybe some other, I think definitely there's other people who struggle with that. Yeah. But it's so annoying in, in terms of that. So I had to get like a job ASAP. Yeah. And and I see like all the international students are just like having a lot of fun. Yeah, and like it's chilling, like, yeah, they're know? just chilling, yeah, yeah. you know. And then I'm just like, yeah, I have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's you know, yeah. it's, um, especially it doesn't help when a lot of my friends are like international yeah. students. So um, yeah. that's kind of like a big thing for me but other than that i think a lot of my struggles are kind of similar to international students you know living away from your parents mm -hmm. um you know you you have the freedom for sure it's great you have your you can go home anytime you want to yeah. no one's telling you what kind of food to eat um mm -hmm. 
you know, I definitely do like that, but also sometimes I just don't want to cook. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to just like it's kind of sad sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, like getting back. Like I visited home a couple of times, mm-hmm. and when you come back, it's the worst feeling ever. You just have your luggage. Yeah. You come back from LAX, oh, and you're just like, I miss my family so much, and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. But you just kind of have to like pull through. Yeah. Because what else are you gonna do? You can't just cry about it the whole entire time. So homesickness is also another issue. Yeah. Everyone goes through that, I think, but it's very, very sad. I think that makes your case like really unique, or as like an or two things. So I think the idea of like having a job makes like your case as an international student like very unique. You know, it's like like what you mentioned. You know, international students have this like persona of having like this kickback, like yeah. relaxing, like vacation type vibe. You know, yeah. and you're out here like really putting in like the work, and you have to really work for like your your living conditions and such stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think that's very unique to like your case as an international student. Yeah, I mean. Also, like, international students, they can't really work as well. So even if they wanted to work, um, that was, like, another thing. Like, obviously, there's students, you know, international students who are taking their education. Like, seriously, I mean, there's a lot of students like that. But I decided to take it, like, in a positive way Mm -hmm. where I have the chance to work in the States. Yeah. So, because I I hear a lot of international students like, oh, man, I wish I could work. Yeah. But I can't. And I'm like, oh... I guess I should like take that as like a good thing being able to work not being like oh I have to work being able to think like oh I can work because I'm a citizen here I thought like I felt like that kind of changed my way now I feel very good about going to work Mm -hmm. because I'm driving on the freeway going to work getting my own money paying my taxes and it's just like like man yeah Yeah. like I'm a I'm my own little person who's Mm -hmm. an adult like doing adult things you know i mean i still rely on my parents of course but i can see that i'm changing little by little in terms Mm -hmm. of like independence you know so Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty that's pretty cool do you think like the learning curve like coming over to like california was it like a huge learning curve that felt like really impossible and if so like how did you manage to get over that because i know you mentioned like two years right so Mm -hmm. far it's been two years in california like within those two years what would you say like how how many like how what's the time frame of that learning curve that you had to go through to really get in this very stable and quote-unquote normal feeling of living in california um i think well this is very specific but i think it's when i got my car to be honest like like you it's like the first thing you do you know But another thing is, like, I don't know if it's you can call it a time frame, but I'd say, like, every document you do, yeah. you have to do it. It's, like, the pressure of, like, I have to do it myself or no one, no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah. So it was, like, that pressure that kind of helped me become, you know, go through that. After, I think, like, a year or two, I think you'll get somewhat used to it. Yeah. Um, but... One thing I did notice, this isn't really like a, like a, this is more about like physical stableness, right? Like yeah. whether it's about getting a car or getting a job, you know, but I did have like mental stableness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came back, not when I came to California, I had this like mindset of like, oh, I'm finally in America where I've always wanted to come back yeah. to. 
and I hated how I was like Japanese. I just wanted to get out of Japan. Yeah. And I finally got that, you know, to happen. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm in California, I'm just like, man, I wish I knew more about my Japanese stuff. Like I wish yeah. I studied more about Japan. Mm -hmm. And and I just kind of like appreciate way more the fact that I'm Japanese because I used to hate myself for being Japanese mm -hmm. and um my parents are very happy that yeah. I finally came to that conclusion and I feel like that's one of the big steps of like being an adult or mm -hmm. being independent you get to kind of like I got to finally learn what's really important yeah like I mean I I was like really my parents must have been very disappointed because I yeah. had no desire to learn Japanese mm -hmm. I had no desire to like listen to music that were in Japanese I had no desire to even like you know, dress up like a Japanese person yeah because you know there's Japanese styles and stuff like yeah that. and I kind of noticed that now that I look back at it like my high school self when I was living in Japan I was very much restricting myself from doing whatever I wanted to just because I thought it would make me Japanese yeah because I hated being Japanese which is kind of weird because like I am yeah but I wanted to stick to that American persona mm -hmm. which isn't good because I felt like I really restricted in whatever I wanted to do yeah. and now that I'm here I can I feel a lot more emotionally like free yeah. because I don't have to feel like I have to stick to that American army yeah because like I'm already in America like what else is there to stick you know yeah. like and now I love Japan I love talking about it it's too bad that I don't know enough about it in terms yeah. of like history terms because mm -hmm. um, I didn't pay attention in class but yeah. <laughs> But uh, that was another thing. Like, your perspective changes so much when you go abroad. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be, like, the U.S. or Japan. Like, you know, anywhere you go, you're going to meet new people. Yeah. And the new people is what allowed me to rethink about that. Because I've met people in California who are like, oh, I, I've never been to Japan. Yeah. What is it like? And I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I lived there for a good years. Yeah. And I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And meeting new people helped me love myself more so yeah. that's that's why i think going to a new area doesn't even have to be a new country mm -hmm. going to a new state new yeah. city is and meeting new people i know it's like scary but like it's such a big thing i would yeah. recommend going somewhere different if yeah. if you can you know yeah. not that you have to but if you can and if you're you know, like financially capable of it, yeah. you should go somewhere new yeah. because it's such an experience. Yeah, I was remember like I remembered um, you were telling me or we had a conversation back then yeah. about like learning how to like really love like your culture and your yeah. background, your history only like after growing up and like having like more experience and like it's like a new founded perspective yeah. on like dang like I really love like who I am as a person mm -hmm. now and it like gives you a lot of perspective because mm -hmm. not a lot of people have like this opportunity to be like Japanese or like be in like the state where I don't know like they have like this huge like culture behind mm -hmm. them you know and like I think growing up like we were talking about how you know having this is kind of like a blessing you know it's mm -hmm. like I'm unique, you know, I'm cool and like I'm gonna embrace that, you know, so I think that's definitely like super cool about um, your experience and whatnot and um, speaking about your experiences uh, like in here in California, uh, something that you added on to like that pressure and that 
um, hardship was a podcast as well. You started your own podcast yourself mm-hmm. called Bilingual Buzz, like during like your journey here in California, right? And, like, I thought that was, like, super awesome because it's, like, you're going through, like, all these, like, hardships. Like, mm-hmm. you have to figure out, like, how to really, like, situate yourself in California. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, like, you also, like, branched off and, like, started your own thing, which is, like, very admirable, you know? Not a lot of people have that motivation, especially, like, international students, you know? Like, we, we talked about the persona that they have, you know, sometimes they're really quote-unquote lazy or complacent Mm -hmm. and they feel like it's like a relaxation spot you know Mm -hmm. and you have that like drive to start like your your podcast and like can you tell like the viewers and like the audience a little bit more about like your mentality coming into starting bilingual buzz and like what was it like and was it hard at first but yeah okay so it originally started with um so bilingual buzz is mainly hosted by me and Mm -hmm. then my friend Um, Emily we have been at like childhood friends we grew up together in the states we um, she lives in Japan and now I live in the states but um, so I've known her for a very long time so it all started with this Instagram account Mm -hmm. um, that I don't really have any affiliation with but Mm -hmm. she does and a couple of other um, I guess her co-workers co-workers? I don't know Um, some other friends of hers have uh, created this Instagram account and it's mainly for Japanese people yeah. who want to learn English which mm-hmm. is a very um, common you know content to have yeah. but all the people who are running it are people like me who've lived abroad due to their either their parents business or they just lived in the States for an extremely long time yeah so a lot of times um, the audiences are very curious in how we learn English or yeah. how we grew up or you know it's mainly like an English teaching place um, or Instagram account, but we also do like lifestyles yeah. and and that kind of led to like how we like how we grow up, how we think, and yeah. a lot of people were like interested in knowing more yeah. about like our history. So me and my friend were just like, okay, so why not do a podcast about talking yeah. all the topics wow. that the audience wants to know about? Yeah. So mainly we talk about. Um, we just kind of go with whatever we want to talk about or whether, you know, the our listeners request. Yeah. And some things um, are, like, we also talk about, like, social issues just because um, now that I'm obviously, like, I'm more curious. Because I used to, like, not know anything about yeah. Japan. But now I'm curious. Now that I can compare and contrast with, like, Japanese political situation and American political situation it's very interesting to see the difference of how each country like handles situations differently and I just thought that'd be like a really interesting thing to just like be able to talk about it yeah to both both in English and Japanese yeah the OC OC listeners yeah so um I I we were just like we should do about that or we can even talk about like um one episode that I'm really excited about um, mm-hmm. is going to be about our mom because yeah. they, you know, they had to go to the States carrying their little kids yeah. um, in a country that they've never even thought about going. Uh, my mom, she barely speaks English, but she's survived in the States for 12 years in Tennessee, which is like, yeah, it's not even California. So it's like she can't even just go to like, a Japanese community, you know, and yeah. talk Japanese. She just had like a lot of non-Japanese, non-Asian, mm-hmm. if you can say so. Yeah. 
around her and it's just like i'm even surprised by that because yeah. at least i knew english i grew up with it but yeah so a lot of audiences were also really interested in that like how did they get to the states how did they learn english how did they raise their kids yeah. right and so i'm pretty excited about that we're going to be talking about that so topics like that is kind of what we go through in our i guess spotify mm-hmm. or podcast yeah it's not spotify sorry but um yeah that's kind of it though yeah wow would you say that um like based off what you're talking about with your mom and stuff like that do you think her experiences like inspired you to keep pushing forward especially like living on your own now like in Mm. california so good question i actually never thought about that but um i think i very much do respect my mom though because she had to go through that and Mm -hmm. i asked her like were you were you scared when you first because i remember right before going off to california i asked my mom like were you scared when you went to america for the first time and she was just like i wasn't even scared because i was just too busy thinking about like what's gonna i have no idea what was gonna happen i never even knew what america was i i Wow. was never really interested in the yeah. first place. I just heard about it. I know what America is. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't even I couldn't even imagine the struggles I would be facing. Yeah. So I wasn't scared at all. If anything, it just my head was kind of empty because I couldn't even imagine what I had to go through, which yeah. was a very interesting response that I yeah. got. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I guess like and that was like a good thing to think about because a lot of people they don't expect this kind of problems you'll have you'll be facing when you come to the states that's when i started thinking like when i go to the states i can't just be like oh i'm gonna be in the states like i'm so excited you know yeah you can't just think like that because i think you're gonna be facing with a lot of things and then Mm -hmm. you gotta prepare yourself at least that's how i think yeah but that made me think like okay so when i get to the states what if i have this issue what if i have this issue what would i do in that situation i started like thinking about all these scenarios that I would go through. And I think that kind of helped me a lot because I've heard many people where they just kind of imagine the American dream, you know, like that going to America, which is fun, you know. Yeah. But you, you're going to face some issues, obviously. And yeah. it's for, for me, I think it's a good idea to just kind of think a scenario in the head. Some people mm-hmm. might not like that. It might just be like a pessimistic thing. But <laughs> for me, that doesn't seem pessimistic. I think it's more optimistic just because I'm preparing. Yeah. So my mom's my mom saying that, um, yeah, I couldn't even imagine what kind of struggles I have definitely mm-hmm. did help me think, okay, so what kind of struggles would I have? Mm, that's and yeah. kind of like prepare myself like you know kind of kind of scared but also excited at the same time so that's kind of how it i guess my mom affected me in that way but yeah wow that's definitely awesome to hear that Mm -hmm. you know your mom wasn't really scared and it was kind of more of like consumed by the busyness of things yeah i feel like parents have like that that um persona that you know i'm tough you know i gotta be tough for my kids and stuff but she was saying that she was like i knew that because um I think it was just my brother when yeah. she when she came to the states because mm-hmm. I I don't think I was even there yet but yeah. she said that I couldn't I knew I couldn't be scared in front of like your brother because yeah. if I was being scared I'm pretty sure your brother kids can feel you know yeah. that emotion because my mom's like a kindergarten teacher so she loves kids and she knows about them well mm-hmm. and she was saying it's very true when parents are like scared or nervous kids can really feel that even if you don't say anything yeah. and i didn't want that to happen 
So I just made sure I was never scared. Wow. Which is, what kind of control is that, you know? Like, I'm not going to be scared. So I just, like, how do you do that? But I don't know. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I I think I really resonate with that. It's like, you know, you have, like, you have control of, like, how you feel and, like, what, like, that feeling is, like, what that feeling transpires into, you know? And that idea of not being scared and entering, like, fearless, like, got your mom to, like, where she is today, you know? And, like, how you are today is, like, based off how she was and, like, it's this whole chain cycle, you know? And it's, like, very awesome to see how, like, you're doing in, like, California compared to, like, other, like, students as well, you know? It's very unique, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, It's a very unique experience. And to kind of bounce off that, what, like, advice would you give to, like, someone that's going through this transfer process of, you know, like, being an international student, taking that leap of faith, you know, mm-hmm. going, like, thousands of miles away from, like, their home, like, town and, like, committing to, like, a spot? Mm, okay, so, oh, I don't know if mine would be a good advice, <laughs> but one thing that did help me a lot is because you're going to a new place, yeah. you're not going to have a lot of people, right, mm-hmm. that you know, but just meet anyone you can meet like just be friends with them i mean you don't have to be friends with them but you just like be very engaged in like broadening your network Mm because when i had to move out of my house i didn't know who to contact but i knew this like one person i just met like a week ago yeah and they were just like saying oh i have a place for you if you want to move out like they just said that really just just you know vaguely and they're just out of nowhere and i just had that like saying in my head i was like wait hold on i can contact that person and having like a little network you can like always rely on people is like a big thing if you don't have families around yeah so when you if you're coming and transferring to a new area um meet new people also another tendency that i see a lot is and which I think I can be, you know, I think I'm part of those people too, but they tend to stick with the same people. Yeah. And with like, I don't know, you only talk with like the certain group of people, which, I mean, you know, I get how comfortable it is. It's great, but it kind of beats like the whole purpose of like going to a new place. Yeah. You got to meet new people because when you meet new people, you know more about yourself Mm -hmm. and you know more people you can rely on and it just helps you a lot overall yeah so be more engaged in knowing other people i think yeah like one person is like all it takes you know yeah like i doubt like if i didn't move to that new person's place i probably would have been like crying in the middle of the night (laughs) just like hating my life so that's definitely yeah that's that's a big thing (laughs) i think no that that's definitely awesome to you know going off of that like one person can really Mm -hmm. like change your life in a way you know it just takes one person and i think that's definitely super awesome it sounds it sounds really like you know cheesy but it's true it is true yeah it's very true like yeah it's really true when people say oh you know more about yourself when you meet new people like yeah as as corny as that sounds like it's so true yeah no i agree with you i feel like some of like the corniest sayings like are, like, some of, like, the most realist, like, things out there. Which is know? why it's a saying, though. Yeah, yeah it yeah, makes sense. True. But no yeah, one, true. no one really, you never really think about it until you actually go through and you're just like, dang, it's true. Like, yeah. it's really true. So, yeah, that's epic. 
Yeah, well, um, you also had, like, a lot of, like, tie-in experiences with your major with, like, communications mm-hmm. as well, you know? Speaking of, like, your job mm-hmm. and, like, your podcast, mm-hmm. you know? Like, this all revolves around, like, communications, you know? So what tips would you give for, like, someone trying to pursue, like, that field? Like, let's say they're a high schooler or a transfer student. What advice would you give to them? So... Um, obviously communication is a very broad major I would definitely say so and it's very easy to lose track of what you want to do when because you know like there's I know a lot of people who are in communication and I ask them like what do you want to do and they're just like I don't even know but I'm just in this major yeah so um, you know and if you don't have it figured it out I think that's okay too but it just it makes your life easier because you're gonna be studying and investing yeah. money in what True. you're learning so you might as well want to narrow it down to what you want to learn about yeah so I just say like um, do a lot of things so that you know what you want to do mm-hmm. um, like ever since I was a child like I've always loved kind of managing I'm like I would do my stuffed animals <laughs> and like be their manager you know yeah. I'll pretend like they're a big pop star or something like that and then like i'll make like events for them to attend something like that and i've always loved that as a kid Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of why i'm still you know into like coordinating managing and stuff like that so um just try to know what you like and also have a lot of experience and i mean experience as in like try to find like a job that you can kind of correlate it to which is Mm. you know it can be hard but i think it doesn't even have to be a job. You can just start like a, a podcast, which yeah. is like you know, it's very, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, you can even um join like a club and yeah. become like one of the officers for event planning. You know, like that, that can change a lot. You know. So yeah, that's another thing. Just like try to do a lot of things if you have free time. I yeah. know. And I know people might because I get lazy too sometimes. Like yeah. oh, I'll just do that later in summer break. But like if you don't start it now, you're never gonna start. Yeah, <laughs> like that's facts. the thing. That's very so true. join a lot of clubs. Um, do a lot of things. If you're curious about it, just start it. And if yeah. it doesn't last, then just move on. Start something new. Yeah. But I think, like I think especially like the states, they heavily fake like focus on experience, which is I think is a great thing. They want more experience rather than just you know like records you know so yeah use that advantage of living in the states of yeah. being able to do a lot of things yeah and all it takes is one person guys right yeah yeah one yeah, person yeah. one, one person, person can, one thing yeah, yeah like one person can lead to something like oh yeah i know this person who yeah. has this job they're hiring like yep. i've heard so <laughs> many so like i got my car because of this one person oh, wow. for okay. super cheap i was just like dang like networking is really nice um yeah but um yeah like you can you can do a lot of things by yeah. meeting a lot of people well that's awesome and well to really wrap things up mm-hmm. the last thing we have on here is your future plans so may i ask what your future plans are it doesn't matter if it's in the short term long term what are you thinking okay so um i guess i'll just say um i don't know i guess i'll just vaguely say for <sighs> my long term future plans yeah. Um, a lot of people are asking, like, oh, do you want to study? Like, do you want to work in Japan or do you want to work in the States? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't have no idea which country I'm going to be working in. Yeah. But I just do know that I want to just pursue in my communication or, like, coordinating event managing career. Yeah. And um, one thing that I learned is because my path through, like, studying abroad was pretty 
I felt like I relied on a lot of people and I had comfort from talking to people and reaching for help. I've always wanted to be able to be that person that other people can rely on so that I can help them, you know, plan their journey out just like how other people planned my journey out for me coming Mm -hmm. to the States. So that's kind of like my big goal, being able to like help someone who needs like, if they're like so lost, they don't know what to do. I would want to be that person who can lay out like a plan for them and be like, hey, you have this choice, this choice, and this choice. Like, I can help you out. What do you need? You know, like, I want to be that person because I've always wanted that kind of person coming to the States. So I think that's kind of like my big long run plan or dream, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a beautiful way to wrap up (laughs) the end of the podcast, I guess. But well, um, thank you so much, Ami, for joining Mm -hmm. us today on the podcast. Um, if anything resonated with you guys uh, in any way, feel free to share it across all social platforms and tag at detour.podcast. Also, if you'd like to follow Ami with her bilingual buzz journey, go ahead and search bilingual buzz on all platforms like Spotify, Apple Muse, Apple Podcasts, and several of other platforms. Oh, man. Well, again, thank you guys for all your love and support. And I'm your host, Gary Fan, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.